0: Listener production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, we're joined by Richmond star defender Nathan Broad and we'll look at rematches, grand final rematches as the Cats take on the Swans. We'll chat about the Tigers and where their season is at, the Tribunal, and do the players understand what they can and can't do? And we'll find out a little bit about his horse, the Melbourne Cup favourite. That's all to come on today's edition of Footy Talk. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Footy Talk on this Friday as we speak and joined by a very special guest. I was going to call you a star defender, but I look on the run now, it says two-time goal kicker, Nathan <laughs> Broad from the Tigers. There's a little clip. Hello, Broadie. Uh, thanks for joining us, mate. You're still suspended. This is, you've got one more week to go from the four-week suspension. How's it all been traveling? You're doing a mini preseason.
1: Yes, yep, yeah, yeah. It's oh. going all right, but uh, yeah, mini preseason. A lot of people, especially your mates back home, think... Uh, it's a time to get away and go on a holiday, but she's the opposite, as you know. Um, so yeah, getting getting flogged, but one more week to go. Looking forward to it. Feeling how are you good, as
0: mate? a How are you as a watcher of the team play? Like, are you a guy that can sort of sit there and just take it in? Do you get frustrated? Uh, do you get involved? What have you been doing while the games have been played?
1: Uh, i figured out. Yeah, I'm a shock and watcher. I'm terrible. <laughs> I uh, TV's not so bad because you can only see obviously what the TV gives you, yep. but uh, live sitting up above. Um, it's so easy to see. You see the space, you see the free players. So <laughs> I can see why everyone uh, at home is a, a coach and a superstar of footy because it's a lot easier watching.
0: Yeah, it yeah. certainly is. And uh, the Tigers just been a bit up and down with their, their form at the moment. We'll touch on that a bit later on because we will get into the Tigers and have a look at the big Anzac Day Eve game as well, which I'm sure you'll be disappointed to miss out on. It's one of the highlights of the, the AFL calendar, but we will get through some of the news because we'll start with no Thursday night footy. We know is taking a break. There's two parts to that. One, your take on Thursday night footy, and as a collective with the players, is there a push that you think we will get to a stage we play Thursday night footy all year round, and, and do you enjoy the Thursday night footy as a player?
1: Uh, yeah, I think we will get to a Thursday night all year round. I hope we do. Um, some players don't watch footy, but I love footy. I uh, watch a lot of footy, and Thursday night's perfect to sit at home on the couch, watch the footy, and then... Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, yeah, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, it was a yep. shame last night. There was no Thursday night footy. I watched my first game of rugby last night. Yeah, the rugby night, on the NRL also, Yeah, the Rabbitohs yeah. and Penrith. So, that is something for the AFL to take note of. There are a lot of us that love the footy that's uh, got a leg in to watch some rugby league. So, yeah. um, what do you like? What day is your favourite day to play? So, the players like playing Thursday night, get the game out of the way, have the weekend. Well, not free because you probably have to come back into the club. But what's your favourite day of the week to play?
1: Uh, oh, I love a one ten game. Love that because you wake up, have brekkie, go to the game, and then you know you get home by a reasonable hour. You can have dinner and go to bed at a reasonable time. But catch two with it with the uh, one ten games. The crowds aren't as good, so obviously I love a Friday night or a Thursday night game because. You get fifty to eighty thousand there. Um, it's just unbelievable night games. But if I had, yeah, the same crowd in the same atmosphere, I'd I'd pick a one ten game. Yeah,
0: you just don't yeah. sleep after a big when you've got eighty thousand at the MCG. Yeah. you just had a big win.
1: Big win. It's very hard to get the sleep. Yeah, or even a big loss because they let you have yeah. it. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but you um you get home probably after doing your recovery and all that stuff. You get home about twelve, half past twelve at night um get into bed and then yeah you're probably staring at the ceiling until 4am so explain that um, why are you
0: staring at the ceiling so like why is it hard for a player to wind down after a game
1: i think that the crowd obviously does something to your body adrenaline obviously and you don't feel it when you're out there as much but you get home and you, your body's trying to relax uh, and and yeah just lie down and try and relax it's just so hard and if you're coming off a loss it's even worse because you're laying in bed thinking what could i've done what could have we done um and that but at least a 110 game you get home you get some dinner um, you can let your body relax and unwind and then get to bed at a, a reasonable time.
0: Well, speaking of late starts, tonight the big game Fremantle v. the Western Bulldogs. That's an 8 10 start here in Melbourne because obviously the game in Perth, uh, Fremantle basically going in unchanged. Will Brody will come into the lineup. Alex Keith back from concussion. Joshie Bruce is going to be out for a few weeks with a nasty injury. You said you like watching the footy, you enjoy watching it. You yep. sit down and watch a bit of Friday night footy. What have you made of the season so far? It's been really hard to get a, a handle on which teams are sort of standing up and which teams are going to struggle a bit
1: yeah i know it's it's a weird season i feel like the top oh the whole comp pretty much can beat anyone at the moment it's a bit all over the place and it's hard to find a clear top five that's going to stand out um obviously saints are going really well at the top there the bombers knocked off melbourne on the weekend um will that will they yeah fall off the ladder or will they keep going but yeah it's such a hard hard season so it's kind of good for us because we're not going great at the moment. So um, if everyone can just keep hovering, yeah. uh, we get a few troops back, we can hopefully get the ball rolling.
0: What is your feel, though, at the moment? Who do you sort of think, looking at it, is probably the, the top couple of teams to beat?
1: I think Geelong are still going to be. Obviously, been fortunate enough to be in that, that premiership success. And it, it does take a little while to get going again. You obviously start pre-season later. They call it the Premiership hangover, but um, you do start later and that extra month that teams get definitely helps. So I think Geelong will be up there again. They're just finding their way and um, they'll be very hard to beat. And Melbourne obviously get Gorney back against us, unfortunately, but um, yeah, they'll, they'll be up there again.
0: Well, let's chat about the Cats because they are playing in a grand final rematch against the Sydney Swans Saturday night, Geelong's first home game for the year down at GMHBA. You spoke about the Premiership hangover, so is that a real thing?
1: I, I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. it is not not because you go out and yeah, hit the not because you're literally hung over. Yeah, yeah, you hit the piss for so long yeah. that your body's underdone. But because you, you um, teams that don't make final between end of the last game and grand finals a month, so we get an extra month at the end of our um, off season. So teams are back training while we're still got four weeks off. So that four weeks does make a difference. Come uh, round one to like probably round six or so, and then you start getting your mojo back and find your way. Which I think you'll see with Geelong. They'll you know, they got their mojo back last week, and I see. I think you'll see it going on ahead.
0: So what about the uh, grand final rematches? You've played in a few of them. Are they? Is there an extra spice and spite to a, a rematch? Have you got any recollections of teams you've played against? I think um, we might actually take a little grab from Eddie Betts because he did speak about uh, the grand final rematch in 2018 after you knocked off the Crows in the 2017 grand final. I remember J- um, Josh Jenkins. He kicked five goals too, and he was playing on Alex France, and, you know, we kind of... Said to Alex. Well, we got stuck into Alex. You know, you can't really defend JJ. He's taking it to town. And he turned to us and goes, "Well, we got the medal." Uh, like, mm. mic drop. Fair, fair, yes. Fair, fair point. We're like, well, we, we can't <laughs> say anything. And that hurt more than than us winning that game. like, we those words by Alex were like, okay, well, you won. Fair point. So that was Eddie Betts there trying to uh, explain about uh, trying to get stuck into the Tigers, but you've won the, the medal. Is there much? Is there much that goes on in these grand final rematches, or from a particularly if you've won the flag the year before, it's just another game? Or is there a little added extra that you want to knock off the team, even though you have beat them in the grand final?
1: Uh, personally, I don't think so. I wasn't lucky enough to play in the Adelaide game in the grand, grand final rematch. Um, Giants, I can't remember too much. I know Geelong, we've had a lot of rivalry with them, like big big prelims, big games. Um, so I think it's more about the rivalry with Geelong or, or whoever it is, so those big games. But um, maybe if you've been very fortunate, haven't been on the losing end of a granny and hopefully never am, but... Um, maybe if you're on the losing end of one, you want to get a bit of redemption back and, and get a bit of um, win back. And I think Adelaide did against us. They pants us in that first game back. So
0: Yeah, but yeah. Uh, as Eddie said there, you've always just got the, hey, we've got the medal. So yeah. it doesn't matter what you're doing this home and away game, know. you can't take the medal off. I don't
1: know if I've got that in me to pull that out <laughs> on game
0: day and say that.
1: Um I'm not too chirpy out there, and I don't know if I got that in me, but yeah, it would be uh, yeah, it would be heartbreaking to hear that come from a player.
0: A couple of other games this weekend: Port Adelaide taking on the West Coast Eagles. Gee, the West Coast aren't they decimated? Luckily, they get Luke Shuey back, and that'll be handy. But they are down to about 25 or 26 players to pick from. Uh, poor Xavier O'Neill, he got dropped, so he's uh, he's making tough work of it. But injuries is a big issue. Tigers have had a bad run for a club when you just through just unlucky situations and, and uh, things, can't get your best players on the park.
1: Yeah, I feel like with injuries, especially with us and obviously West Coast, when you get a couple, they just seem to pile on. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking um, when that happens. It's demoralising. You can't get your, your your 22. If they can play consistently, it makes a massive difference to wins and losses. But on the flip side, you get some youth coming through. We've got some great youth, which we haven't seen in the past few years because they have been so successful so on the flip side for us it's awesome we get some young blokes coming through and showing a lot.
0: Well, you generally do get youth come through but the West Coast Eagles have gone the other way Nathan <laughs> I should be sure this Premiership Eagle Will Schofield is going to come out of retirement he's been retired for nearly three years to help the West Coast Eagles reserve side that's how bad they're going they're struggling to even field a team I think they've even had some loose conversations about postponing a game potentially just because they can't field a side so that is how banged up the West Coast Well, I don't Eagles. know if
1: Will, Will saw the scoreline of the waffle game yeah, yeah. the week <laughs> yes. before. I don't think he had a look at that because if he did, I don't know if he'd be playing. Uh, West pop polled on 200 and something points. So, yep. um, yeah, poor buggers are um, debilitated
0: at the moment, so yeah. but good he on him. Won't, he won't want to be playing in defence. He'll, no, he'll be doing no. too much work. It <laughs> might be easier for him to the other yeah. end of the field. And the other game I want to touch on, Gold Coast Suns taking on North Melbourne. But Toddy Goldstein, congratulations to him. 300 games, one of the – the stars of the competition for a long time, one of the better ruckmen that we've gone up against for a while. Milestone games, I want to ask you, do, do players and clubs and teams lift for milestone games? Is that a real thing? I think the week
1: and, and all that and the build-up, like we've had Jack Rewalt, which has played 300. Shane Edwards was a massive one um, as well, played his 300. And that week's a build-up about them and um, about their story and that. And then once the game comes, you do want to win for them and, and that. But I think once the game starts... You don't forget about it, but everything going on and a lot to think about, it probably goes away a bit. But maybe uh, like a three-quarter time, if the game's in the balance, the coach might bring it out, and which does give you a bit of a lift because you want to do it. Any 300 games is a bloody awesome effort. So, um, yeah, they deserve the win.
0: Yeah, congratulations to Toddy. And any extra motivation can help the team. And the Kangaroos are in that game up to their eyeballs, I think, even though it's up on the Gold Coast. I think they can give themselves a big chance. Hey, we want to get into the Tigers. Chat about the big game Monday night. I want to ask you about the Tigers' error, the tribunal. I want to get your thoughts as well about the sling tackle and do players know where it's at, and maybe some other bits and pieces around your horse and some golf. That's all to come on Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Listener, please hit the Like button. Leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. listening to Footy Talk, where you get all the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. And we have Nathan Broad, the Richmond Star Defender, with us today. We want to touch on the big game Monday night, Anzac Day Eve. We mentioned off the top, it's become a real highlight of the, uh, the AFL calendar, the Anzac Day Eve game against Melbourne. First of all, the occasion for Richmond, you've really embraced it. And then how do you think the game's going to go? Because a couple of big ins for Melbourne, Max Gorn and Jake Lever back into the side. Um, Richmond, a big challenge, but how do you like the whole occasion?
1: yeah it's my'm out obviously this week which is uh disappointing because my favorite game of the year I absolutely love it dreamtime's a ripper but we miss all the the pre-game stuff because we're in the rooms where um, Anzac day game you go out there and then you're a part of the whole the whole ceremony the horse comes out the lights go off it's um yeah unbelievable game and um yeah very disappointed not to be out there but Melbourne have got some big ins this week, so it's going to be tough for our boys, but um, we're gonna see some young blokes come through again and hopefully we can put it up to them.
0: How are you assessing yeah. the Tigers season? Where's it sort of what are the areas at the moment that the club are trying to work on to find their best footy?
1: I feel like we're we're there, but we're not there. Like we've had some great quarters, um, knocked off Adelaide who, who are flying now, should have beaten the dogs, probably, had a massive second quarter, which is good, but hats off to them. They got us. Um, Sydney on the weekend we were right in it until probably the last 10 minutes when we're just trying to roll the dice, um, try and win or get beaten by 10. Type mentality, um, so I feel like we're we're around the mark. We just we just can't get four quarters together at the moment. But uh, Jaden Shorts back this week. Um, hopefully, get a few troops back soon, and, and yeah, we can get a few wins on the board.
0: Well, you mentioned a few of the young players, and you've been playing a lot of youth and a lot of exciting talent as well. What have you made of the talk, or has it been mentioned at the club about this end of an era? You know, talking about Richmond's era is over. Um, has that been something that's been addressed to the playing group in regards to what the transition is looking like for the Tigers going forward or is it something you discuss internally or what's your take on on sort of where Richmond is at as a club and and the team?
1: I feel like definitely not end of an era. I think we're just, you don't want to have that big lull where you go from, you know, second to 15th or something. So we're just trying to be around around the mark but we know our footy is not around the mark. We think we're a top four side Um, and we've got these young blokes coming in now which is awesome um, games experience which they've been, Depleted it off because we've been so successful. So now we can get games into these blokes and then get other blokes back from injury. Um, I think it's going to put us in good stead. Um, we do need to start winning. That's the reality. But um, yeah, I think we're, we're still around the mark for sure.
0: Yeah. Now you did yep. say you've got one more week to go from your suspension for the sling tackle uh, round two. Yeah, round, round two. Too early yep, in yep. The, the Adelaide Crows game. Uh, we've seen a lot of instances since now where players are getting suspended for mm. for sling, dumping, or driving tackles. I just want to take a uh, listen to from David Neitz who was on uh, Footy Talk the other day in regards to he sits now on the tribunal and he sat on the Taylor Adams case. I want to get his take and then I want to get your view on where the players sit with understanding the rules of tackles. Everyone's sort of got a greater understanding these days with with science and all the medical research that's coming out. There is uh, a... Well, it's known now that there's a there's a significant risk to to injury so um, I think the game has got a responsibility to be aware of that um, the rules have changed because of that mm. um, the emphasis placed on, on on the potential to cause injury you know some of these um, some of these instances may you look at it and say well that's actually quite low but it's the potential it's the action um, those types of things really come into play. So what's the players' take or your take, personally, your personal? Let's not worry about your incident from a few weeks ago, but just in regards to the tackling and what you can and can't do, do you think yourself and players are clear now or getting a better understanding?
1: Oh, uh, not really, no. I kind of disagree a little bit. I, I think, like, my tackle I, is not on because it's obviously I've got him and it's a second motion. Um, so we do need to stamp that out of the game. But, like, you look at, like, a Will Days one, which is, like, the game's so fast-paced, but second decision you've got to make you got a big crowd with like, you know, you're up and about. Something's going to happen and that's the game. And, you know, potential to cause injury. Uh, someone's spoiling. You could knee him in the back of the head and knock him out. Potential to, Everything's got potential to cause injury. I think players are a little bit not too sure at the moment where to go. My one, 100%, that's, that's not on. We need to stamp that out of the game because that's a, a second action. But I think some of these are pretty stiff and the game's so quick. When you slow something down, obviously something could look bad. But the game's so fast-paced. These things are going to happen. We're playing a... Contact sport with three sixty degree impact. Um, unfortunately, these things are going to happen. Yeah.
0: So, are players now um, training tackling techniques differently, or has it been spoken about as a club? Like, do you now talk about it in regards to what it does look like or how to go about it?
1: I think so. Yeah, you got you got to like tackle it and not take to the ground. Yep. But then it's up up to the ball carrier too. That then they're going to wriggle and try their hardest to get it out. So a bit of it's the umpire just needs to blow the whistle quicker. Yep. But I know they want the game to be fast paced. So that means more stoppages maybe, which is not what they want. But we also don't want people being knocked out. It's, it's a tough one because when you're tackling someone, they're going to fight and try their hardest to get the ball out. You're going to try your hardest to not let them get it out. Yep. And by doing that, like, you obviously got to take them to the ground. But which now players... Probably aren't going to do as much because um, you're looking at it a week. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a tough one, and we're going to miss our stars playing, not just yourself, but even Anzac Day. No, Zachy Merritt, no Taylor Adams. It's and a blow.
1: Anyone could win the Brownley these days now. <laughs> no, they,
0: well, that might be the last man standing. <laughs> yeah, to last win the, man standing wins win the win Brownlee. The old Bradbury Award it might be. <laughs> hey, uh, a couple of other things I want to touch on. You're not playing, as we said, this weekend, but the, you're a big golfer, and the Live Golf Tournament goes to Adelaide, the Grange. Yeah. Um, you're an avid fan, um, you've got a contact over at the Grange, are you hearing anything about how it's shaping up over there would you love to be there?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got a mate that works at Grange, uh, sent me a video the other day of the first cut, not the second, the first, Yeah. and the ball's gone two, three inches down, so almost disappears. It disappears, mm. yeah, I showed you the video yeah. before, it just disappears, so um, yeah, they've obviously made the course very hard for the players, it'll still be short I think for them, but if they can hit it straight there'll be some low scores, but you get it in that first cut. It's going to be very tough to get out of. But, yeah, I absolutely love my golf. I'd love to be getting over there and watching. Uh, Cam Smith, Leishman's a mad Richmond supporter, so it'd uh, be good to go get around him. But a few blokes played in the Pro-Am yesterday, I think, and I was listening to a bit of uh, commentary on Triple M from uh, Travis Head, who played in it. And, um, yeah, it sounds like they're doing a pretty good setup. the old watering hole. Yeah. Um, sounds like it'll go off. Um, yeah, a lot of beer tents around, so going to be a good three days kicks off today I think
0: yeah it'd be great fun so yeah. if there was one player if you were invited to the pro-am and they said you can pick your pl- your partner from the live tour that you would love to play with who would it be
1: oh I can't go past the Aussie Cam Smith yep. but I think that's everyone's pick but a little <laughs> left field pick would be Ian Poulter yeah um, I've watched a lot of videos on him wears the the bright colored pants you know he's yep. very laid back yep. um, no seems like a very stressed carefree bloke Um, So, yeah, I'd love to have a round with Ian Poulter, which I think Travis Head actually did get around with him yesterday. So, lucky bugger.
0: And certainly indeed. And before we let you go, last time you were on Footy Talk, you spoke about your horse, Solcombe, who's the favourite for the Melbourne Cup. Yep. Uh, Had had a run, ran, would have run second
1: a few weeks ago. Yeah, ran second in the Roy Higgins. So, that was uh, a few days uh, after I came on the show. So, we're no longer favourite. The uh, gold Uh, man, I think, knocked us off that day. But um, we are coming home, yeah, with a head full of steam. So, Extra 600 metres in the Melbourne Cup is just going to suit Solcom perfectly. We're going to get have a there run. First.
0: Any, I was going to say, is there any more runs leading up to the Melbourne Cup? Yeah, there, there will be. In the it's in a, in a bit of
1: a spell at the moment. It's just because it's a 2,600 plus horse, and to find a race in Australia yeah. um, is very tough. And obviously, we uh, it makes it harder. So, there will be another race. I don't know if it's competitive or not. We'll see how we go. But yeah, everything's planning for the Melbourne Cup. Got to get there first. But even if it just gets there, it will be, yeah, one hell of a day. It'd be unreal.
0: That would be one hell yeah, of a day. Yeah. Just get through the end of the footy season and then you can uh, go and enjoy it. the horse. Hey, thanks yeah. for your time as always. We appreciate right. you on thanks, Footy Joy. Talk. Come back again in a few weeks. Good luck when you return next week and for the Tiger season. Hopefully you get the kickstart of the year and get some wins on the board and be back up the top of the ladder. This has been Footy Talk. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify or Listener, please leave us a review or rating. On tomorrow's episode, Jay Z will be with Lemo, where they will dissect the game between Fremantle and the Western Bulldogs and look ahead to the other games over the weekend. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. Listener.